Good morning, friends and family. Hopefully not family. Welcome to the American Slime Show of our second installation of our podcast. Here with me is Gabe. Hello, folks. Good to see you for week two. Today's installation, we are going to be talking about my son, our beloved Gato that was brought into the world about three years ago. I don't actually know how old he is, but... For those of you who know, my son is Willie. He goes by many names, though. Willie, Willard, Sir Willington III, Willie-licious, and Wilbert. Wilfred, but I like to call him Willard. He's a beautiful cat. Perry, where'd you get him from? So I got this cat at a Fort Rucker, or rather the town in Daleville, which is just outside of Fort Rucker. The reason why I got him was, at the time, I was looking to get either... A dog or a cat and at first I really wanted to get a dog but I wasn't home often enough to where I felt that a dog would get all the love it would need from its owner being that I was I wouldn't say absent I just wasn't home very often <laughs> but I go to the I go to like this uh, animal shelter SOS animal shelter is the name of it and I actually go to the shelter with my mom shouts out Julia and we're looking at all the cats and I'm looking at all these animals, these cats, and they just don't really look very... They just look like they're there. They just look like placeholders and all that, whatever. And then we come across this large, striped feline, and he looks at us, and he does that cute gesture that he always does where he flops on the side just like around and just waiting for us to pet him. Was the pound like a nice pound, or was it like a dirty pound? It was kind of dingy. <laughs> I, I'd been to a dingy pound before up in Baltimore. Uh, my older sister, she really wanted to go. And when you go into this pound, um, you walk in and all you just hear is just vicious barking. You think, like, you have to run for your life. Somebody's about to just attack you. These animals are just going to rip your face off. I remember there was this one cat. We were, we, well, we were shopping for cats for my grandma. And there's this one cat. <laughs> that we just thought was perfect for grandma. It had three legs and one eye. Its name was Red, and it was obese. It was a big, fat, obese, red cat. I was about to say, was the cat actually red? It was, its name was Red, but it had, no, it had three legs and one eye, so we thought, oh, it's perfect for grandma. She wouldn't have to chase anything around. <laughs> slow-moving animal for a slow-moving uh, human. But this shelter, the one that I got Willie from, wasn't... Uh, yeah, so it was it was pretty dingy. It was kind of small. It was like had that that like mid level fence around it, you know. And uh, the thing is, though, when I walk inside this animal shelter, it wasn't like each cat or dog was inside of its own like kennel. the The cats were all inside of this one big room. It just had a bunch of like cat trees on it that they would sit on, and it was almost like a display. You go down the line and one cat would almost be assigned to one cat tree and they weren't actually assigned that's just their favorite spot and uh yeah it was the the really funny uh, part about that was after i saw willie and my mom said you should get this cat i said yeah i'll get this cat and talked to the uh animal people and they they had me sign papers and stuff and they said come back in a couple days so we can get him his shots he needs and when i came back a few days later this is the funny part. They, uh, they, they said we had to put your cat in kitty timeout. 
because that he kept asshole. he kept terrorizing the other cats. He would chase them around to the point of just utter exhaustion, and they had to take him and put him into like some sort of uh, solitary isolation from the other cats because he's being a bad kitty. <laughs> Makes sense though, because I, when we were rooming together, I had several times at three a.m. where I'd wake up and hear something just shatter off the countertop, like like a glass broken or just food torn into. He always could find any way possible to get into the pantry. And I was like, this cat is rambunctious. He's up to no good. Usually, well, at first I thought we were getting robbed, and I was like, well, shit. I'm kind of screwed. He is a fucking terror. It, he, he always has to, like, inject himself into everything where either, like, other animals' business, not, like, in a sexual term, just physically being there, animals business or like food he is it's nice because he's not a picky eater at all however he will tear into bread bags he will knock like cereal boxes off the shelves anything that is of human consumption normally will mm-hmm. also be of willy consumption because he's <laughs> going to tear into this bitch and just go to town and leave an absolute mess everywhere and when you get back to the house, you know you have that animal that shows like that guilty look of like, oh, I did something bad. He doesn't do that. He he looks as cute as ever and expects you to pet him. And usually, yeah, I pet him first, and then I discover the the bread bag that got torn to shreds. And he would probably just take one bite out of each bread slice in the bag, so that way the whole bag is is ruined, and I gotta dispose of it. You don't want to get that kitty aids. No, the cades. The cades. If you would. The cades. If you would. Hey, I. Okay. So over the next several days, I'll be throwing a lot of posts and pictures up of Willie the cat, the most adorable cat. While he tends to be a little asshole around the kitchen and around the house, I would say that he, no matter what, he brightens your day. Most endearing. I never met anybody that didn't like Willie. What he does very well is. Uh, I have seen him get along with, I think, 10 dogs now. I have not seen him get along with a single dog. Well, that's a lie. I saw him kind of not know what to do with my friend's puppy when he brought his puppy over. Like, it's just, it was a dog that was actually a little bit smaller than him, given that the dog was a puppy. That's fair, because it's like an uncommon sight. Like, Willie's not going to see... Like, when you're a cat and you're used to seeing big dogs that are usually animals that are larger than you, he throws fists, and he intimidates the shit out of those he dogs. He runs the hands. He runs the hands. Like, he's usually the one in charge very soon, but when it's a dog that's smaller than him, he's not really used he, to that. He doesn't not, really know what to do. He's not, like, it's not like that he's scared of it. He just doesn't know what to do. He's just confused. He's like, this, I, I recognize what this creature is before me, but usually these creatures are bigger than me. Why is this creature smaller than me? But in any other case... We'll have friends bring their dogs over, and they'll say, oh, like, my dog doesn't really get along well with cats. And I'm like, I think my cat will hold his own. Every single time, that's the case. And more so, the the dog ends up playing with Willie every single time. Right now, uh, my mom is looking after my cat in Tallahassee right now. Shouts out Julia again. Lovely and, lady. And she has a dog, Lupita. And, like, the two, like what's the word I'm looking for they they get along super well they, they're they like two peas in a pod almost like they share the same crate when they nap it's super adorable no it's insane I've never seen a dog and a cat get along so well my 
my I grew up with a cat and a dog as well. Clarabelle was the dog, and the cat's name was Beans. Beans. Uh, uh, rest in peace. They both passed away. Actually, both passed away on the same day. It was actually really depressing. Um, they both died on the same day. It was a rainy day. My mom was hysterically crying, and she asked me to bury them in the backyard. Jeez. And I had my friend. Yeah. I talk about depressing. Actually, like, well, your dog just got <laughs> diagnosed with cancer. Is that too soon? Yeah, well, yeah, fun fact, everyone, the dog, uh, Lupita, my mom's dog, just uh, got diagnosed with uh, with uh, cancer a couple of days ago. Very sad. It said the dog has about, uh, doctor said the dog has about six months to a year left to live. They found uh, tumors in the dog's abdomen, and they discovered that it had since spread spread to the lymph nodes. However, the, the dog isn't showing any signs of... Uh, of like suffering the dog is just as every bit as happy as she always is whenever she goes for walks. walk the dog is always people. depressed well okay she like, acts, we call that dog depression she dog. acts depressed but she has a look of sadness on her face but that's just her her anatomical her, structure. her tail like doesn't work and wag like it's not a happy dog well the thing is her tail will wag but once she stops wagging it it just it just goes back to its droopy position so Perry texted me about it was like ten thirty at night one night, saying, "Man, I terrible news." Actually, hold on. Can you bring up the text? You yeah, bring up, bring up the text. I'll bring up the text message. He, bring and, up the. So he he texted me to inform me about the uh, about his dog having cancer, and and this is a dog that I like. I really like the dog a lot. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to own the dog. It's a it's a it's a nice friendly older dog. Um, and yeah, it was about ten thirty at night. He texted me. What did you say? I said, uh, "Damn, bro, my mom just called me and said Lupita has cancer. Said she has like six months to a year left." When and, when and, when he sent so he sent me that text, and when I opened that text, my heart dropped because at first I thought, at first I was, at first I thought it was the uh, it was his, he was talking about his mom because I saw the yeah I saw the word hey my mom and cancer in the same sentence so I was like oh shit this is really bad like I'm about to get up and go give Perry a hug like really bad and then so I read the sense reread it and I was like, oh it's it's just the dog read what I said just the dog you say <laughs> you say damn bro I'm sorry to hear that at least it's the dog and not your mom and of course I'm sitting there like. I, I I care for this dog. What do you mean? Like, oh, it's okay. The dog's disposable. No. And I text you back saying, LOL, consoling isn't your strong suit. <laughs> no, I think... Okay, so what's the purpose of people get pets? Really, people get pets because we work really, really hard. Whatever people do for a living, uh, doesn't matter. If you're, a, you're an Instagram model, even if you do that for a living, even if you're a fireman... If you're a lawyer, if you hate yourself and you work at a restaurant and nobody loves you and that's all you can do, we all get pets because when we get home, it's the silver lining of the day. At least for me, when I got home from work, when it would be a really stressful week and I just saw Willie's face, that was the best day. You know, for some, okay, right now during the quarantine, there's probably people, there's probably people working at like a essential worker, might, might have you, listen an essential worker working at a meat packaging factory right now this yeah this guy's packaging tyson chicken his life's miserable when he gets home his the biggest thing he has to look forward to is maybe seeing his pet 
You know, well, at least that's for me. Maybe for him, it's a Siggy. Or uh, you mean like an e-cig or like a yeah nicotine a, a fix? little a little nicotine fix patches maybe it's some dark web torture porn maybe it's heroin maybe it's heroin but but for me but for me it's get when I was getting home I would see Willie he's just so adorable my heroin is Willie <laughs> no that's crazy like that is why we get pets though because um, automatically your stress level lowers there's this adorable little animal. I, okay, well, I hate the little dogs that bark a lot, unless it's a pug. I love a pug. Fucking ankle biters, all of them, but lots yeah. of them. They look like they got punched in the face a thousand years ago and just never evolved back to, like, regular facial structure. But I think they're adorable. They're, like, so cute that they're – or, no, they're so ugly that they're cute. And I think that most rational people would agree with me that a pug is an adorable creature. They have – they can barely breathe, but I, I don't give a fuck. They're amazing. They're amazing creatures. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. People get animals, people get pets for to, to be a part of the journey of raising and being a parent of a pet. It's not nearly to the same standards as being a parent to a child, uh, like a kid, of course. It's like the warm-up. It's like you don't just like... It's the warm-up of being... Okay, so if you're in a relationship and say you move in together, you notice sometimes they get a pet together to see like how they can take care of the pet i mean if it were up to me i'd start low maintenance i'd get a fish yeah couple couple month lifespan yeah sometimes you don't want to get a beta fish because they end up killing each other in like a week that's like having two kids that just actually want to murder each other so that honestly i'd be pretty good practice to start with some beta fish and see if you can get them to not kill each other and then uh, if you successfully do that then you can upgrade to a rabbit. If they do kill one another, then you've effectively failed the test. Yeah, then you need to go. You need to downgrade back to plants. Speaking of books, I will. Okay, nobody's paying me to say this, but there's a great book called How to Not Kill Your House Plant. I'll definitely give it a read. If you if you ever just like really depressed and lonely, or if you just hate yourself, if you're just you don't have a job, nobody loves you. Get a plant. Learn how to make sure that it stays alive hydration hydrate that plant and make sure that plenty of sunlight too well no no, no. it depends on the plant i'm more of a succulent type of guy mm. Mm. yeah you like that mm. yeah so it's a journey raising a pet so when i the first pet that i had growing up was uh was i had two snakes i still technically have these snakes they're just under my father's care uh I, you know i never knew that i can't believe you never told me yeah that you had snakes well snakes are just so low maintenance pets that yeah you forget that you have a snake because you only feed these fuckers like once a month <laughs> and what like, do you you feed them like crickets so they eat that no, shit i feed them live rats like like big fat rats that's what they eat and they they strike them and they wrap around them constrict them and then they eat them maybe you're part of the cause of why we have this play going around Hashtag Wuhan. You just that it's people ordering rats to feed their pet snakes. You know this is a bat we're talking about, right? That caused the the outbreak. Not a rat. It's a uh, bat. Sorry, it's a couple centuries off. <laughs> Something. Yeah, you're thinking of like the bubonic plague. But yeah, it, you never told me you had snakes. But if that were the case, recently. wouldn't my wouldn't my snakes die of some plague that these rats would be carrying? No, no, no. They're just a vector. These snakes are like 20 years old each. Just a vector for the... Okay, first... Okay, let's talk terminology. So, for our audience listening, I hope 
I really hope that you know the difference, first off, between a pandemic and an epidemic, Perry. Humor me. A pandemic is a disease that travels for multiple countries. An epidemic is just in one country. That is the main difference between a pandemic and an epidemic. A vector is by way that a disease can travel. A host is an animal that has that disease and it can travel with that disease and spread to other people. Now, I'm no doctor, but I would say that your snakes could have potentially caused some, some bad shit to happen. So, first off, first off, I hate snakes. That makes one of us. What would you even, what would you even name the snakes? The snakes were named... Slytherin, or they named after, like... No, the I, kid, What is the kid's name from Harry Potter that everybody hates? Uh, his acting his, his acting career went nowhere. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Good old Draco Malfoy, yeah. if I recall. I'm not yeah. even that big You see him Potter in, like, fan. any other movie besides that? Nah, fool. No, because he had snakes. And crazy I, <laughs> I had... No, I had two hamsters growing up. Their names were Chubb and Chubber. They both died from the same uh, issues... Were they carrying plagues? Uh, no, no, no. So, like, we got plastic toys from them, and they ended up choking on the plastic. Oh. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. My brother and I cried a lot. It was, like, ugly crying, too. <laughs> <laughs> the ugly client crying. When I was a kid, and I started laugh. crying, and it's probably still true this day, and you start crying, it's just, like, spit and saliva. And you like snot coming out of your nose. <laughs> Boogers. <laughs> Boogers. <laughs> Ugh go everywhere it's terrible yeah so in, when that when the girl doesn't call you back and you start crying yeah actually hold on, or I, she doesn't call you back because of how you're crying <laughs> it's no. one, one of the same sort of uh but yeah so the journey of raising snakes is a whole lot simpler than the journey of raising a cat namely willie and his rambunctious self so yeah the snakes you feed them like once a month you put you fill up their water bowl like once a week like, when you watch these things drink water, it just looks like a straw. Like, their head just goes in the water, and you see the le- the water layer just slowly lower. It's really a weird sight. Big old, long, slithery straw that goes in the water and starts to suck. And then you got Willie. They shed a lot, who, though, right? They shed, like, every couple, eh, like, once a month, about. And you got Willie, and this dude drinks water. It just tongue flailing all over the place, <laughs> like, splash of water <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> It's the same way when he eats food. Like, it's very often that his food will somehow find its way outside of the bowl because he just dives in so aggressively every time he sees a meal. And you cannot feed this cat enough. He will eat till he pukes and then keep eating. And if the food's gone, he will then eat his puke. Never seen this happen, but I wouldn't put it past him to do that. What's ridiculous is that usually... So usually everybody that's fed Willie, and it, when, you, well, when you first see him, he's not like a regular cat he's not like he's not like a foot and a half long this motherfucker is a big old Maine Coon big old cat 17 pounds he's a massive little feline creature like the Egyptians would have nutted most cats average maybe like 12 pounds or less this dude is considerably bigger than that yes and you can see pictures of him on our uh on our uh fuck what is it instagram no, yeah on the instagram page. yeah you, you can see, see how that he's a he's a large feline we'll be featuring him a lot this week you can give some shout outs i know a lot of people that, that listen to this have met him before the crazy part is that so i've gone on a, i've gone on a lot of dates with girls believe it or not i'm i'm a fairly good looking guy no way yeah so but but what happens though is when they meet willie 
Well, first off, you know, it'll be like a couple days after the date. And I'll message them back and say, hey, I had a great time. Um, I've been thinking about you. How are you doing? And that's you saying that to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's me saying that to the girl on after a date. Um, you know, what, what, ha- whatever. Just casual talk. And immediately they respond back and they go, I'm great. How's Willie doing? Now I'm like, fuck me then, I guess. I don't... I'm doing fine. <laughs> You're just a gateway to lead them to happiness. In right, this case, much. happiness is Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Willie is... They don't care about you. No, they don't give a shit. They just care about my son. In this case... I could have really been going through something really rough that day, too. <laughs> and, you know, the, the fun thing is I still message him back and say, Hey, Willie's doing great. I just fed him. Till, till the point of... <laughs> Pretty sure Absolute Will, engorgement. I, yeah. I don't know if the, the name of that disease. There's a uh, there's some type of disease where it's... Okay, obviously there's binge eating, but there's another disease where it's almost no matter how much somebody eats, they will always be insatiable. Uh, like they will never obesity be satisfied. Bit? No, no, no. It's not obesity. Like, somebody that's obese doesn't ever work out. Willie runs around at 3 a.m. like a little alien in the house. All you hear is... I'm fast as fuck, boy. I'm fast as fuck, boy. Yeah, boy. He go, but uh, he he burns calories like because he's so active. But it's almost like he's taking in more calories than he's burning them off. So you have to you have to moderate how much food you give him. And if you don't feed him enough, this so he's adapted to the point to where he knows how to open doors. Oh, hold on. What type? Okay, yeah, he does. It's, he's done that several times. It's in ter- the house. It's terrifying. You have to put like a trash can or something in front of the door. Oh, so what do we try? We tried first like a rubber band on the door handle. It's, he's like a velociraptor, like with a Jurassic Park and fucking Jurassic Park. I'd be, I'm more terrified of Willie stealing my food than a velociraptor. Um, like a velociraptor, they can open up a door with their They're toes. smart enough to do with their toes. They're smart enough to do that. And yeah. Okay. So Willie's a big animal. He's a big cat. Like I, you'd mistake him for like, he's, he's not exotic, but he's, he makes you feel exotic. Sometimes. Big old pussy. Yeah. He's a big old puss. But basically, th- okay, we our, our pantry door, the door knob to it is too high for him, even if he jumped. So I don't understand how you get home from work and the door's wide open. And then on the top shelf, might I have you, is probably seven and a half feet in the air. The top shelf. That Very fucker, small ledge. That fucker. He climbs. He Okay, what? Well, but okay, so first he first burns. task, task number one, he opens the door. After we'd sealed it with a rubber band, obviously we suck at defending our property. Two, doors wide open. He climbs all the way up to the top shelf, opens up the bag of Nilla wafers. Or knocks them off. First. He, okay, gets him back down to ground level. He he knocks it right. He knocks it off, down on the ground, and then instead of th- this is the, this is what he does instead of just. He's obviously smart to get to that point, but instead of opening the box from the correct side, he tears a hole in the bottom corner, opens up the plastic bag from the bottom corner, and then goes to town on those bitches. It's ruined. It's ruined. That means like if you only ate two of them, you still can't eat the rest because you don't you don't know you don't know what else he did to it. See how I know when something bad has happened that he's done something that he knows that he shouldn't have is either. I wake up in the morning or after I get home from work, he usually rushes to greet me and then tries to lead me to the kitchen to say, hey, it's nice to see you. Feed me, you fucking peasant. 
And if I don't have such reception reception from him when I get home or I get I wake up and I walk out of my bedroom, tells me, huh, this is a little odd. Either two things have happened. He's tore into some food or he's not in the house. Either way, I'm worried. Oh, you remember that one time that Joe let him out? I remember that time Joe let him out. Well, it's not just Joe. Several people have accidentally let him out. Oh, we've had a lot of parties at that place. Yes, and he that's that's another big point of concern with him is he finds any opportunity that he can to escape the house. It's super concerning. And what he'll do is it's usually like he he gets it with me where I, he knows that I'm not going to let him outside. And same for you. But whenever we get a guest over, the guest might walk in the doorway and leave the door open for a second too long. Dude, he's he's waiting around the corner. He's he's gonna strike at that opportunity. Oh, he's gonna strike, and he runs outside, and we're like, oh, like a little but cobra. really just went outside, and we we're, we're around chasing him for a while, and then uh, he'll just get tired, and he'll come up to us and say, okay, I'm done playing around outside. We can go back in, and in the most endearing fashion. So you're upset, but you're also smitten at the same time by his cute lovingness. Really, long story short, he kind of makes you your bitch. He does. You kind of in reality, you never. We, we never actually catch him when he and he's escaped multiple times. We never actually catch him. In essence, he's basically saying like, "We're his pets." We just don't know it. Well, I think we do now, but well, yeah, we're his pets. Feed me. He's peasant. not. Yeah. You useless peasant. Where's my food? Why are you withholding oh, my I food? Try, I tried to start playing a mind game with him where I get home now. And instead of just like directly just going straight to the bowl and feeding him, I just I kind of make him have to like work for his food, which is a little bit fucked. I'll lay on the couch exhausted, and he hops right on your lap, and he like nudges your head into your his head into your head, and it's really adorable. But then you can tell he's pissed. He's, he's like Donald he's, Trump, and he's like, "Give me my money." <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 like he's still putting on a loving face, but you know he's just getting impatient because he's like feed me food. And another thing of endearment that he does, he'll kind of start digging his nails into your leg, and it's like you no know, when cats do that thing where they what's it with they uh, making biscuits. They're making, they're making they're making pizza. They're making, the, they're making the biscuits. They're making the dough. They start. He starts doing that like into your chest or your leg, like. Knowing, like, hey, this is really cute, but it's going to start hurting here in a second because I'm going to start digging my nails into you mm-hmm. if you don't give me this <laughs> fucking food. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's a lose-lose for us in that situation. We just, to avoid getting cat scratch fever. It's okay, dude, well, it's, we have to go it's, feed it's very adorable. So you end up feeding him. I think there's a couple times where he's tricked us where I'll get, okay, so if, if Perry gets home from work first, he'll feed him, and then I'll get home from work later. And then he'll act like he hasn't been fed yet. Because he knows. Oh, yeah. He knows. And, like, if Perry's not around, maybe Perry got home earlier, left already to go do something else. And then I got home later. He, he He's already been fed. He knows. But he can, we you can't tell. Because he'll, he'll come up to you. You'll purr and be all adorable. And you're like, oh, it's time to feed. It's feeding time. Oh, here's your dinner. Oh, it's feeding time. It's feeding time. Mm. He can't help but spoil him. Yeah. I and, think I'm going to be a terrible parent one day. <laughs> and the the fact that he's such an endearing cat, it makes you just want to feed him. Because he always purrs excessively loudly whenever he's eating. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because for cats, when cats purr, it's uh, 
it's uh, what is it? It's just like, it's like a it's almost like a sexual arousal when cats purr. So that part's kind of strange, and he's doing that while he's eating his food. So in a sense, it's almost like food porn. He's it's turned on by food porn because all food to him is porn. <laughs> I mean, I, we uh, uh, where did we go? We went on a trip to. Uh, uh, we were both out of town one weekend. I might have gone to Greenville. You had gone to maybe Detroit or something for a wedding. I remember it was the first time we had been gone. Uh, we asked our friend Jason to uh, shout out Jason. We'd watch our friend Jason. We, we asked our friend Jason to watch Willie. He he watched Willie for a couple days, and whenever whenever our friends watched Willie while we were gone, we always call and check in and say, "How's Willie doing?" And no matter what, everybody would say, "Well, he's still fat as shit." <laughs> like no matter what, he's super fat. There's one thing he's really good at. He's being good at. He's being adorable. And just eating all the food. How much a month do you pay for his groceries? Uh, maybe like, maybe like twenty to thirty dollars a month. Which that's that's like a big bag of like cat food. Is it worth the investment? Absolutely, and like, it's it's like a subscription. You're paying for the subscription of, in this case, food and kitty litter, and occasional toys if you want like a temporary upgrade in your service something to play and interact with the cat how much how much do you have to clean out the kitty litter is it is the is the shit worth the squeeze is the juice the, worth is, the is the shit worth the <laughs> is the shit worth the is the shit worth the squeeze? so get this actually i'd i'd usually clean out his litter box like once a week and that from what i understand that's kind of pushing it especially someone like oh, he eats eat, a lot of food he eats He's a shits fat, a lot fat little boy uh but what i did remember i put that little uh that oil diffuser next to his uh, litter box so that way like this thing's pumping out good smells which kind of doesn't overwhelm the 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 litter box smell it just kind of neutralizes it only a little bit but my mother shouts out julia again while i was gone she got one of those like self-cleaning litter boxes that i'm super thrilled to see it work in action it looks like a fucking space pod that i guess it it looks like uh it's like round and it like rotates after the cat like goes into it and shits and it like it's self-cleaning and i haven't been able to fathom how this thing works yet but i will be able to see this in action when i get home because my mother's going to give me this litter box well i paid for half of it how much how much was that oh it was like i don't remember it was like between three to five hundred dollars it was the most expensive litter box i've ever seen in my you life give, you giving him a spaceship a little spaceship a, a spaceship so he can shit in a space <laughs> shit <laughs> i uh one of the things i really like about willie is he doesn't shed really at all not 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 as much as most cats or dogs when i go home to visit my parents have two pugs and they shed all over your clothes so if you just got a nice button down your nice shirt or whatever it's hopeless the shirt's ruined like it's going to be covered with uh with hair so if you're trying to go out that night you're just like there's all this pug hair all over you but the nice thing about willie is he kind of will party with you like if you're kind of pre-gaming in the room he doesn't go away and hide he like cuddles up next to somebody and makes friends he makes friends really well he does so that's he i would say that he has brought a lot of joy into our lives i'm pretty like how old is he? How many? How much time do you think he has left? Uh, so I got him in February. Let me think about this. He, I got him in February of two thousand and eighteen, and he was approximately one year old at that time. So that puts him at about 
what three years now? A little over three years. If we're talking, if my we're, cat lived till he's sixteen, so yeah, still like, I'm, I'm still hoping like to get cat. some longevity out of this. Game. He's like an adolescent cat right now. He is, and he acts like one. And who's like who's to say that when he gets older, he's gonna shed more? You know, maybe he's still a somewhat youthful cat that he's retaining his fur coat quite well. <laughs> yeah, man, all this talk about Willie is really making me miss him. Yeah, me too. Get to see him in a few months, and that's going to be a great day. Can't wait. Anyways, tune in for our post this week. Um, another podcast will come out next Monday. You'll uh, you'll see kind of like a lot of uh, Willie posts this week, and then going into the weekend, it'll start showing for the next podcast uh, topic. We'll start dropping hints. Um, so we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned to the American Slime and the American Dream. Stay tuned. Have a good one. Have a good bye.